We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. In the 2022 NFL Draft, the Detroit Lions select Aiden Hutchison, defensive end, Michigan. Jared Goff winds up. Touchdown, Detroit. Josh Reynolds. Comes the blitz down the middle and on the fly. Jamison Williams, extra speed on the gas and gone. Touchdown. Yo, what is going on guys? Welcome back to the Pride Podcast on the Blue Wire Network. I am Hero Tyler, joined my two guys, as always, Mr. Malcolm Hart, here. Boys, how we doing? I am doing great. I'm excited. I love talking about the draft. Malcolm, what's up with you, bro? Woo, what is going on, man? We got some draft talk. We got another mock coming. I'm excited, man. Let's go. And you got to talk earlier in this intro where Pierre went on a spiel last intro, uh, our last episode. So Malcolm got to say woo before the two-minute mark. <laughs> hey, that was a good intro, though. That was a great that was, intro. That was I was going to uh, do an over-under of when Malcolm was going to get his first word in the pod. Over or under a minute and a half. <laughs> so I guess the under in this episode. But yes, as uh, Pierre and Malcolm mentioned, yes, we are doing another three-round mock draft. Last episode was a big hit, and they're just a lot of fun for us. So maybe this year we'll do like three or four of them. Usually we do like two, but, you know, this is a really interesting year for the draft with all the picks the Lions have and all the different scenarios that we could see the Lions doing. So I think it's worth doing more of these mock drafts. So let's get right into it. Again, no trades, just like the last episode. So let's get right into it. Pierre, pick number six. You're on the clock. Who would you select? Willie Anderson was off the board. And honestly, I don't have it. Last week, I took Jalen Carter. This week, I wanted to change it up a little. I went with a guy I think it's still the most realistic option at six if they stay at six, and I think it's cornerback Devon Witherspoon of Illinois. He's the best corner in this class, the best pure man cover. Um, he only allowed one catch or one yard and press man all year. People mm-hmm. say, oh, he played in the Big Ten, but the guy made plays, man. He's a playmaker. So... It's Devon Richardson. You don't have to play him right away. He's going to go and come and compete with Forbes and Jacobs. Not Forbes, my bad. Um, Mosley and Jacobs. And we'll see what happens. Foreshadowing right. a future pick. You select an Emmanuel Forbes in this draft as well, Pierre? Stay tuned. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's an interesting pick. Davon Weatherspoon, obviously, like you mentioned, wouldn't be a, a day one impact player just because of the guys that they have. I mean, he could be. But he could be. He could it, be, yeah. It, it could be, but it's going to be a lot tougher, right? Because he's got to compete with Emmanuel Mosley. He's got to compete with Jerry Jacobs for that starting cornerback spot. There's no Jeff Okuda in that room anymore, so was, I guess unless – This is know. more a future pick kind of because next year's corners, we talked about this last episode, but in case you guys didn't hear it, only corners under contract – Realistic, like right now, are Sutton and Chase Lucas and JV Jacobs can be restricted. He's probably he'll probably be back, but you don't got much in the corner room next year. So we're gonna go with uh, Devon Witherspoon, one of my favorite players in this class. Also, okay. I mean, he screams Dan Campbell when you watch his tape too. I love the player. Just don't know if I love the position of the uh, of the player, just because my. 
you got to see with my pick right here. So I'm just going to get right into it. My pick right here. What's your thoughts on that, Malcolm? Sorry. Oh, no, just real quick, man. Um, Devon, Devon Witherspoon, I, I love the player. And I think that he has a really bright future in the league. And I love the pick. I mean, I would not be mad one bit if they drafted him at, at, at six overall. And and like you said, is, this will be more of a future move. And this is like one of those moves that, that Brad Holmes talked about saying that um, he's going to go BPA and he's not really looking for positional needs at the moment. Um, you know, if you could get a hell of a football player at six, you're going to go up and get that, that you didn't get that football player at six. And if, you know, all the boxes checks out for, you know, Devin Witherspoon, that he's their best player on their board. I wouldn't hate it one bit. You know, he's going to be the future corner for this team going forward. So yeah, man, I love to pick. Sir. Yeah, I mean it makes sense. It, like I, I understand the thought process of getting Weatherspoon. You don't really have corners under contract long term, like you guys mentioned. But I don't know. I, I'm thinking all in this year, not all in necessarily, but like a guy who can contribute this year and be a long term piece. So with my pick here at number six, Will Anderson was also gone, and I didn't want to do Jalen Carter two weeks in a row because we, actually he was gone regardless. But even if he was there, I wouldn't take him because I kind of want to switch up my mock because I took him last week. I took Tyree Wilson, edge rusher out of Texas Tech. This is a player. I think some fans are iffy on. Like you either really like Ty. Oh, Malcolm flipped me off. I think Malcolm took Tyree Wilson too, huh? I think I spoiled this pick, but I like Tyree Wilson, man. This is a good edge rusher. Has the perfect build to be a really good player in this league. Now. There's some question marks with, um, you know, his production and his get off and all that. But I really think in the situation that we have here and his versatility that he could play some three tech, he could play that edge rusher position. I'm thinking of that NASCAR package right now. I'm thinking about having some fun and putting Tyree Wilson in a three tech during a NASCAR package with John Kaminsky and having my edge rushers be James Hughesen and Aiden Hutchinson. And let's ride. Like that, that sounds so much fun. So you're getting a player that's going to help contribute right now. You're getting a guy that's going to be contributing the future. You can never have enough defense linemen. I talked about this last week with Luke Van Ness. I talked about this with Jalen Carter. You can never have enough of these guys. And when you have a premium pick right here, I think it's a no-brainer. You take a you take a guy at that position, either the defensive line or the offensive line. And I think for the Lions' sake for right now, um, I think defensive line makes a lot of sense. And it's a player I like a lot. It, it's not necessarily Will Anderson. But it's a guy I like a lot. I don't think it's a reach, so I took Tyree Wilson here at pick six. I'm still confused with Tyree Wilson, bro. I go back on fourth on him a lot. I watch him. Like, why didn't he have – if he's going that early, where's the production? Mm-hmm. Like, he didn't have a lot of production. But then you looked where he played at, and you looked how they used him. You're like, okay, I get it. I'm just confused on the prospect, man. I don't I don't know. I <laughs> – I got to go back, watch some more Tyler. I'm still like, I'm like in between. Like sometimes you're like, okay, yeah, I'd be fine. I'm like, okay, like I don't really see it. You know, Holmes kind of said like, he doesn't really know what he's going to do at six. Mm-hmm. I think that's kind of like, that's how I feel about Tyree Wilson. I Honestly, I got to watch him more. Cause I'm just, I'm so, I've watched him a lot, but I'm just so confused about the player. I, I've never seen a player like, like that be picked at six, but I see it because of the upside. Like he had, he's had compares to Ziggy Ansa because he's so raw, but mm-hmm. he could be so good. When Ansa was healthy, he, he was a good player. He was a really good player. Yeah. And kind of similar to Ziggy went into a really good situation with a, like, a good defensive line, had a lot of vets there. And with all this depth too, you're not necessarily asking him to be your like guy right away. And when you have Aiden Hutchinson, he doesn't have to be your guy, but like to pair him alongside with Hutchinson and the guys that you have there already, that could be a lot of fun, and he's got versatility. Could play that three tech. Could play the edge rush position. I, I like the pick here a lot. So I took Tyree. Malcolm, yeah. I already know you took Tyree Wilson. So go ahead. You could just give us your analysis on Tyree Wilson. Uh, I picked Tyree Wilson. <laughs> yeah, I got the same guy. So yeah, I did go Tyree Wilson here. Um, I, I honestly think right now, when you're looking at the the top edge rushers in this draft class, I think you know outside of Will, Will Anderson. You look at the edge rushing position, he, he's, you know, Tyree Wilson is probably number two. He's probably hands down number two. Um, and, and like you said, you know, you look at that production, wasn't the greatest production. Um, I believe he only had what, seven sacks last year. Um, good good 14 tackles for, for a loss. I mean, could he be better? Yeah. Um, but he has all the traits to be better. I think with the staff, um, you put him in Detroit with um, with. AG, and I think he could become a, a premium 
pass rusher, a premium, definitely a premium edge rusher in this league. Um, if, if they do decide to draft him, um, I think that's the route I, that I would go if you know this situation where Will Anderson is gone, um, Jalen Carter is also gone, and um, if you still want to beef up that that off that defensive line before you try to you know go corner, I think Tyree Wilson would be the pick that you'll go, man. Yeah, for me, it's it's as simple. You just take one of those three defensive linemen. It, it, that's how I, I view it right now. You got to land one of Will Anderson, Jalen Carter, or Tyree Wilson, in my opinion. So you're still your your mindset is you're still beefing up this D, this D line. You still want to beef up line. this D yes. line? Yes. Never There's nothing wrong with that, 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 that. That's how I would, that's how I would build a team. Um, I like it. I would too, but I'm still. I don't know about Tyree Wilson, man. I just. I'm not saying he's bad. I'm not saying he's good. I, but I got to go back and watch him more. He's such a confusing prospect. That's fair. Because yeah. I, I understand the the concerns with Tyree Wilson. I, I really do. I just I, – I like him more than I think other people do. A lot of people like him. Yeah. Okay. Let's go on to pick 18. Start off with you, Pierre. Who do you got here at pick 18? What's so you took than- uh, Davon Witherspoon at pick six. Hey, Prior Podcast listeners. It's your boy Malcolm here. And if you're a sports better like me, let me tell you about Odds Traders. Odds Traders is a place to compare all odds from all major sports books. You can also compare the different sign-up codes and promotional codes from different sports books to get the best deal. This app also provides player stats, key game stats, injury reports, projected game day weather, so the bettors can make the most informed bets as possible. This app also has bet trackers so bettors can keep records of all their games and betting activity. Looking to maximize your bets? Go to oddstrader.com slash bluewire. Again, that's O-D-D-S-T-R-A-D-E-R.com slash bluewire. Oddstraders, the number one site for your game day bets. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. What's better than one C.J. Gardner-Johnson? Why not two of them? Give me Brian Branch. This is one of my favorite players in this draft class. Again, C.J. Gardner-Johnson's on a one-year deal. Um, He's a free agent next year. Why not have his replacement? Why not have two of those same guys on that same team? Brian Branch is a fucking dog. I love Brian Branch. He's one of my favorite players in this class. I think he's a top 10 player in this class. I really do. I think he's going to follow just because he plays nickel or safety. I think he's one of the best players in this class. 
And I believe they brought him in for a visit. Brad Holmes also went to the Alabama Pro Day. This is he, He's a dog, bro. And, you know, when you have a guy like C.J. Gardner-Johnson, Brian Branch, you move him around, the versatility with those guys you could do. That defense could be so fun with Tracy and Kirby. You could move all guys around, play them in different positions. I would I would be doing backflips if we got Brian right. He's one of my favorite players in this class, honestly. I'm not going to lie. That's an interesting approach. I love Brian Branch, the prospect, but taking two – Defensive backs with their with their first round picks. That, that's I I don't know I don't know how I feel about that honestly. Just because I understand the future aspect of it, and you're drafting not only for now, but how much does Brian Branch and Davon Weatherspoon contribute day one? If you, if that's how it went hypothetically, um, I think Branch could contribute a lot. Witherspoon could potentially contribute. It just depends if he wins out or not. But I think Branch is going to be on the field a lot regardless of who you have on that team. You got to remember, Tracy Walker is also coming off an Achilles injury. He is, yes. We don't know how he's going to look. I mean, he's shown he's 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 working out, he's running and all that, but in-game is different speed than, like, work training speed, right? We all know that. Yeah. So we'll see how – I don't know, man. I just – I'm just thinking of the idea of AG playing with Brian Branch and CJ Gardner-Johnson and moving them around and – just fucking def- like confusing offenses up, and it's just—I don't know—it's fun to think about. Yeah, it's—it's it's honestly probably the first time I've heard anyone do something like this. Take two defensive backs because, like, usually when I read mocks, like you you see uh, a defense alignment, or you see the quarterback, or you see maybe one corner, but to see two defensive backs—that's uh, an interesting approach, Pierre. I don't know how I, I feel BPA. about it. I went BPA both. Like honestly, I thought they were both the best players. Now I was picking. So I wouldn't be able to. That's fair. I think that's a fair, like if that's how you went with it, I think that's fair. I just, I don't know if I necessarily like it personally, but that's, that's fine. I, I mean, I see, I see your argument. Like why you say two DBs, bro, it's a passing league, bro. I don't know, man. Like if you let CJ Gardner Johnson walk, this is the guy who's literally like, I compare it to him. He's, he's like, he's exactly like him. Like, yeah, he plays like players. him and everything. So yeah, I don't know, man. I, I would just, I'd love it. Malcolm, great, what do you think? Great player. Um and yeah, for that role that he plays, he's gonna be great. Uh, I I personally don't like the idea of going to corners or to because you're taking initially taking a future corner and a future nickel. I guess the passing league back to back. I personally want I personally want to go there, um because like Tyler's saying, you know, as good as players are, you know, it's gonna come to a point that you're gonna want somebody that could, that could contribute to the team this year. But at the end of the day, if that's who they have as the top person on their board when that pick is there, then I don't see why not. I just don't see a scenario. But I just don't see a scenario that he's going to be the top player on their board at that point. Like there may be some players better, maybe guys offensively, maybe be guys. I, I just don't know. They're going to go that same position. Yeah. But I, it, it, hey, it, 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 at this point, because we're so blindsided, don't know exactly where they're going to go. Anything is possible. Yeah, and I know we keep mentioning that there's only like Cam Sutton and Jerry Jacobs and Chase Lucas under contract next year, but like that doesn't necessarily mean that they're not going to bring back Chauncey Gardner Johnson or they're not going to bring back Emmanuel Mosley. Like you got to let the year play out. Like they could definitely bring those guys back or even potentially extend them as the season goes on, just depending on how it goes, right? For sure. But I think when you're a GM, though, you don't think like that. Right now, you think they're not going to be on your roster. That's the way they think. Like you don't think, oh, I could extend this guy. They think that right now we have these guys under contract next year. That's what we have. Could we potentially sign them? Yeah, you could, but you you don't know, though. Like, you can't also just go in thinking, I'm going to resign this guy. But then, you you know, they did that, like, for example, Martin Mayhew did that with Sue. And how did that go? Yeah. You know, like, you you got to, you got to, like, it's hard. You got to weigh the future and you got to weigh now. But I think both those guys I mentioned could contribute right now as well. But then you could also do what Brett Holmes did this offseason. Just totally revamped that cornerback room just signed three guys you could you you could do that as well but you don't want to always keep you you, you don't want to keep paying guys like you want to also have homegrown talent too for at sure that at that spot okay you don't really have any homegrown talent at like corner either so yeah that's it's fair. only jerry so yeah that's fair okay i again not my favorite but 
I'm not gonna. I'm gonna be honest. Maybe I'm a little biased, but those are like two of my favorite. Players. I like the players a lot. I really do like the players a lot. I just don't know if I like both. That, that's fair. Yeah. Honestly, I was like, okay, do I want to take two DBs? But man, I can't pass on this guy. He's the best player on here. I got to take him. That's kind of right. how I. That, that that was my thinking. I was gonna go Nolan Smith, address out of Georgia, by the way, but I like Brian Branch more than him. So okay. All right. Let me let me give you more controversial here. You took two defensive backs. I'm gonna take the forbidden position the Lions are not supposed to ever do in the first round. You know what that is? You know what that is? Taking a tight end. Taking a tight end. We're taking a tight end at pick 18 just because I want to be different in this mock draft. I'm taking Darnell Washington from Georgia. And again, not as a player with super high production. Had 28 catches, 454 yards, two touchdowns. Like, that's not really sexy at all, really, at all. And you guys are probably wondering, why are you taking this guy at pick 18? Well, the guy is 6'6", six, six, runs a 4'6'4", four, four, and is just a, is an, is an athletic freak. You know, he is an athletic freak and adds another weapon to this Ben Johnson offense. And I know tight ends are forbidden the first round, and we're not supposed to do that. But if you want to say an argument, the Lions' weakest position on this football team right now, I think you could say it's a tight end position. I mean, Brock Wright, he's aight. He's, he's, he's an okay player. Uh, James Mitchell, we've seen flashes here and there. Shane Zilstra, like, he's replaceable, right? Like, I think all of these guys are replaceable. Get a true who I think could be a tight end one. I know he hasn't really shown production-wise, but I think the size and the traits are there for him to be a tight end one. Um, and just to go alongside with this Ben Johnson offense, have him go alongside with Jamison Williams, go alongside Amon Ross St. Brown. Gives us golf another weapon. I'm all in for it. it, it again, it, it's a piece that helps you right now, in my opinion, and it helps you long term. So I took Darnell Washington here at pick 18. So I got Tyree Wilson and Darnell Washington so far. I got to be honest. I don't like tight ends in the first round. I know he's good and he's my tight end one also, but I don't like it. Um, you just look at the history of first round tight ends in the NFL. It's not good. I like kind of like that second, third round range where you could talk about guys like, um, for example, you get the guy you took in the last month draft, Sam Laporta, mm-hmm. Luke, Luke Schoonmaker, eh, shit, uh, Schoonmaker from Michigan. From Michigan. You know, I, I prefer that second or third round versus going high in the first round. But, like, I wouldn't be mad if they took him. He's a really talented player, but they just don't. When you have Amon Ra and Jamo and all those guys, like they traded hot because they they didn't really like use him a lot. Because he's trash. Time. I'm sorry. He's not. He's not. I mean, not trash. Nothing is joking, guys. He's joking. He's joking. <laughs> but like they don't. They don't. You. They don't value tight ends in their all and Ben Johnson's offense as high, like as much. So. Yeah, and- and something to add with Jalen Carter too, which I think he could be a factor. Maybe is not he's not like the elite pass catcher we saw. He's a great blocker. If you watch you Washington, film, yeah, Washington, yeah, Washington. Sorry, yeah, uh, great blocker. So I think there's a there's a system here that he would fit in. Maybe he's not the guy that's going to catch fifty balls a year, right, or sixty balls a year and have a thousand yards. Like I'm not saying he's that type of player, but. He's going to be part of this offense, if even if it's in the nitty-gritty. I think he's a really good player, very fun player in, in both aspects, in the blocking game. And then I think he could develop to be a solid receiving threat as well. Yeah, but like you just kind of said it. Like he won't have 50. Then why are you taking him at 18? That's fair. Yeah. I mean, again. I mean, yeah, yeah. It's just nitpicking, though. You know what I mean? Kind yeah. of like how you said with me with the DBs. Like he's a, he's a really good player. Don't get me wrong. But yeah. I don't know if he's, a, he's a necessarily a fit. Like, you know what? The Lions at 18. I, yo, honestly, man, I wouldn't hate it. I wouldn't hate it because just like you said, Tyler, I think we look at this team and you're looking at like where is probably the biggest weakness on this team. You have to point to the tight end position. I think that is probably the biggest weakness, but I can guarantee you, Tyler, if they pick a tight end at 18, Lions fans would lose their minds. <laughs> they will lose their minds. Um, they will probably, some people might start losing. You know, may start losing Brad. And, and Brad. I, I wouldn't go that far. You know, like I said, if Brad Holmes selected this tight end at 18, he did it for goddamn reason. You know, he you know, he he knows this game more than I do. So I wanna hate it. Um, I think we do need a tight end. And if they do go this route, maybe they want a you know, a more safer tight end because right now they they're utilizing all their tight ends. I mean, yeah, we could say that, you know, this this 
this offense doesn't use tight ends, but since we like go a hawk, I mean, the tight ends been one of the focus points of the goddamn team. I mean, they they, they just utilize all three of them. They had what well, eight two, touchdowns since they traded Hawk out of that yeah, position. Yeah, so it looked, it looked like they utilized them a lot. It's just that they just not utilizing just one guy. They're usually utilizing all you know all their tight ends. So I mean, if they want to go that route and say, look, we're just going to get a premier, really good guy we could trust at eighteen as a tight end, I wouldn't I wouldn't hate it. I wouldn't hate it at all. Yeah. Okay. Who'd you Who'd you have? As, as <laughs> Did you take a Who did I have? I mean, I, I have a I have a guy right now. I know who, this this topic been going on Twitter oh, for yeah. a very long time. I know you took. This has been going on for a very long time, and this is the debate. Where do you where should you select a running back? Well, damn it, if you're a Detroit Lions and if this guy's there at 18, I say you hit the button. And you run up there as fast as you did when you dropped Aiden Hutchinson. And the reason why I say that is because, yeah, he's a running back. I know a lot of people are saying, no, don't draft a running back in the first round. You know, the running backs, you know, they're not, they don't last long. Uh, you can run back anywhere. There, there's only a few special backs. And you just can't say you could grab a special back in the third round, fourth round. Yeah, you could hit a, you know, maybe you could get a guy that could be special that late, but. We're talking about if you're looking for like a Christian McCaffrey type back, you're looking for a Saquon Barkley type back. The chance of you getting that back in the third, fourth round, not high. Um, but what this guy B. John Robinson brings is he brings all those traits. Um, he's a he has all the traits to be special. All the traits to be special. And if you mix special with this offensive line, and he doesn't even have to really start because you still have David Montgomery. You still have Swift. And this this brings the question with Swift. You know, at this point, now you have a, a security blanket. If Swift get hurt again, you could just see the trade him. You can even trade him at deadline. Trade him at deadline. Or, I mean, you can let him walk. I mean, right now, Swift is – this could be Swift's last year. And then this hurts for me, said because I love Swift. You know, I was one of the biggest Swift, um, you know, people cheering for – rooting for Swift to work out. But if he gets hurt again, I mean, the running will be on the wall at that point. And you draft Bijan. <laughs> at that point, you have you have you now have the scariest running offense in the league right now with Bijan, this offensive line, and David Montgomery. So I think what what he does, he makes his team a hundred percent better. Um, he's a day one starter. There's no waiting period with with Bijan. So if he's there at eighteen, that's what I had. I'm going Bijan. Yeah, I mean, this is obviously, like you said, has been a very controversial pick just anywhere you read anything with the Lions. But it's weird, dude, because I'm a big advocate of you don't take a running back in the first round. But in your mock, you got a very important position already at pick six. You took Tyree Wilson, who is a defensive lineman who's going to help you contribute. And the Lions have another first-round pick. Like, if if the Lions only had one first-round pick and Bijan Robinson was the only first-round pick that they came away with, I would not like it at all. Like, I, I would walk away being very unsatisfied. But you addressed a very important position with the first pick. The Lions are pretty good on the depth chart at almost every position, like we kind of said. You could go a little bit luxury take advantage of a weak NFC and go all in and take a dynamic back. We saw last year the Niners were a, a, a team that always takes these recycled backs. They take a, a third, fourth round guy, and that's cool. They'll rush for a 1,000 yards, but then they go out and trade for Christian McCaffrey, who is arguably the best running back in football. And you see the difference that he makes that offense compared to when Jamichael Hasty or Jeff Wilson or whoever the hell is running for the you know for the San Francisco 49ers. So I mean, if you went corner and then running back, I wouldn't like it. But you got me a defensive lineman at six. It's hard to say I would be mad with it. So Peter, what's your thoughts on on, on Bijan at 18? Wait, Tyler, I have a question. So when the Lions traded up for JMO, when they selected Sewell and selected Hutch, you were screaming, going crazy. And I think Malcolm was screaming, go crazy if they got Bijan at 18. I, see, hold up, hold up. I didn't, go crazy. I didn't go crazy initially for JMO, but then I thought about him, like, hold up. We just got a top receiver in this draft, and it was awesome. 
I don't think I would be screaming for Bijan, but then I would sleep on it and say, God damn, we got Amon Rossi and Brown, Jamison Williams, and I got Bijan Robinson, David Montgomery, and DeAndre Swift in my backfield. We're going all in for the year. And that's a lot of fun. Okay. Now you're looking long term. That's when it gets scary because running backs long term just, you know, we, we, we know the history of the longevity of it. But fuck it. Who cares, man? We have a window right now. Let's take advantage <laughs> of this window. That's the thing. I was going to say really quickly that's the thing right now. I think teams right now that have, if you're a winning team that, had, that could win right now, you have a window between now and three years to win. Bijan Robinson is a perfect pick, a perfect play for you. Like, I, like, like us, Philly team like that that could win. That's good. Like a team like Houston, don't don't waste them. Yeah, like those teams will waste them. But if you're about to win, if you're going to win, perfect. Yeah, and again, you have two first round picks. Not like this is your only first round pick you're walking away with. You're giving me a guy who's helping me contribute for now and the future at a very important position. So, like I said, you have the opportunity to go a little more luxury. I don't hate it. Go ahead, Pierre. I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off, bro. No, no, bro. You're good, bro. I don't care. Um, they pay David Montgomery six million a year. That that's a lot for a running back. Three years, eighteen mil. They guaranteed a good chunk of it too. If I'd be fine with Bijan Robinson, but I'm not jumping. Like he's he's arguably a top five player in this class based on talent alone, right? But it's the thing with running backs where, like, if you look at the running backs you guys named, Saquon Barkley, he's been injured a lot. Christian McCaffrey, he's been injured a lot. Um, you look at other, like, Josh Jacobs was hurt also, right? He's been hurt also. So you are, like, my thing is with Bijan Robson is I just don't like the value of running backs in the first round. I know I know he's a great talent. Like I said, he's probably he's he's one of the best talents in this class alone. Just based on talent, he's one of the best players in this class. But the running back position and the amount of hits you take at that position is could this guy make it through a second contract? When you're drafted in the first round, you, you want guys who will be here like for the future as well, not just for like four years and then they're out of the league or they're on a different team or whatever. You want guys that are gonna be on your squad. So I'm not a fan of running backs in the first round, and this is the deepest running backs class And how long. I don't know how long. I mean, I'd be fine with the pick. I'd, I'd see why they do it, but I don't know, man. I just don't see it just because they gave Montgomery $6 million. The draft is deep at running back. And I know you guys are saying Swift. I don't think Swift is going to be here after this year. But like I said, it's it's deep at running back. Like you could find a starter. Like Zach Charbonnet in the second or third round. Give me that. Keon Mitchell in the third round. Give me that. Tank Bixby in the third round. Give me that. Tajay Spears in the third round. Give me that. Like, this running back is deep. I'd rather take those and take a more better position at 18 versus, a, like, a corner or edge rusher or potentially offensive lineman rather than take a running back at 18, if that makes sense. I value different positions. Yeah, I mean, If you're looking at value as far as, like, long term, no, it doesn't. But like I said, if you're a team that has a window to win now and you if you want to win now because – Bijan is different from those. All the running back you just named right now, Bijan is a different level from those guys. He's a different level of, of, of a back than those guys. Those guys can be good, but Bijan's going to be special. And when, like when you put him in, you, put, you talk about Bijan Robinson, you're talking about the Saquon Barclays. You're talking about those type of backs. Um, he has that, that that potential to be special. And if, if you mix that, even if even if, if even if Bijan can give you three years of a really high productive running back, you know you're talking about like 1500 yards, 1600 yards as a, as a back. If he give you that that type of production in this offense, we're going places. Yeah, but but then but I see the, I, I see Pierce's point though. Then what's the point of David Montgomery? Yeah, I mean that 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 the, the best the the best part about it is that he doesn't have to get 20, 30, 40 carries. Um, you have those two backs and you split them evenly. You you have those two guys and you just have them, you know, go to go to work. And I think it, they could be a good two headed monster in the backfield. You put both of them together. But then here's the thing, like if you're if you're like doing a split, then why are you drafting a guy at 18 if he's only gonna carry the ball half the time? Wouldn't you rather take a position like like offensive linemen are getting paid, you know, or like a cornerbacks, cornerbacks are getting paid a lot, like a position on a rookie deal that's actually a steal. Because running backs on a rookie deal are kind of like in the first round are kind of similar to what the value is right now, right? Absolutely. Yeah, I I get you. I I I get you as far as value and that it doesn't make sense. But if you're in a point that you could win right now, um, 
he he's instantly gonna make your offense better. That that's the thing. Uh, he's gonna make whatever offense he's going to. He's gonna make them better. If he goes to Philadelphia, guess what? Philadelphia, their offense is gonna be better. If he goes to Detroit, our offense is gonna be better. Um, no doubt, he, like that's hundred percent about that. exactly right about that. But uh, absolutely, that, that's the thing right now. If you feel like you can win next year, so if you think right now, if you're Brad Holmes, you're like, all right, we could win the Super Bowl next year. We have two first round picks. This second one is more like a luxury pick. Let's just use this to get this guy right here who's going to make us better. Regardless, he's going to make us better. And we can make this run for the Super Bowl next year. That's pretty much going all in. My thing is, do they view it as a luxury pick, though? Or do they they view it as, like, maybe a player that they could build around for, like, the long term also versus just, like, four or five years? Because, like, we're being honest, running backs don't have a long shelf life. That's my thing. So, and the second, in the first round, I mean, I know Bijan is different. And I said, like, he's he's one of the best players in this class based on talent alone. But honestly, I could see him falling a little, maybe. I don't know. But it takes one team he's to not going to the second. Round. He's not going to the second round. No, not, I, I, not, I, not I, in the I, second I, round. I, not in the I, second I, round. Yeah, like, I wouldn't be fall. shocked. He's in the 20s. If he's in the 20s. But, again, I wouldn't be shocked like, if a team in 10, okay. 11, 12, 13 took him. Let me play devil's advocate here, though. I'm going to go on Malcolm's side because I'm I'm on the I'm so on the fence with this because I see both sides. And I like it, it's really hard for me to make a decision. But I'm going to play devil's advocate. I'm going to ask Pierre this question. Do you think the Niners regret trading for Christian McCaffrey? No, because he helped their offense a lot. That's the same thing with the but uh, but the thing is though the Niners thing. the Niners didn't have a lot of money committed to a back they just signed they had like guys on rookie deals or whatever they didn't right. have nothing invested into running back literally but they, nothing but they invested a lot into that football team they did it, it, it all boys out I mean regardless I mean I know we don't like running backs going first round but there's gonna be an, there's there's thirty two teams one of these NFL teams is gonna say look we have a shot to win. He's gonna make our offense better. Outside of Miami, because they disqualified their pick because yeah, they can't. Well, okay, thirty-one teams. Thirty-one teams. Somebody in in the first round is gonna say, "Look, we have a shot to win next year. Who's guaranteed to make our football team better? Who's guaranteed? Whoop player right now on the board is guaranteed to make us better next season. Is B. John Robinson? Yeah." They're gonna draft him. So whether it's us or he's gonna he's gonna ball out somewhere. But yeah, if you look at it as far as like the, the contract, rookie his rookie deal doesn't make sense. How long he'll be in the league? Potentially? How long he'll be in the league? I personally, you know, long term, yeah, not good. If we if we draft him and we get a, a Super Bowl out of this, I could care less what his contract exactly. looks three years from now. I don't care if he retires. Exactly. I don't care what the hell he does three years from now. You know, right now I'm in a situation that I'm kind of in on all in mode. I'm kind of in that mode right now that I'm kind of all in because I think we do have a shot to win. I think we have a shot to win. Now, are we favored to win? No, we're not favored to win. But I think that we have we're, we're favored to get to the playoffs. I think we are favored to win our division. And once you have that, you have a shot to win the Super Bowl. And all you got to do is just make a couple moves and go all in. And I think we're trying to do that. Malcolm, I'm also all in. But I'm not all in where, like, I just say fuck everything and just take this guy. I also think about the future as well. But, like, the thing is, though. You have, it, you have 100% you, to think about the future. You have two first-round picks, which is, like, a very but big, like, like a big I know, thing in this. I know you have two first-round picks. But if you're Brad Holmes, if you're saying I have two first-round picks, I just paid a running back $6 million, And I know Bijan is a special player, right? I know all that. But we know how much edge rushers cost on the open market. We know how much corners we cost got on one. the open market. We got one here in this. In this we season. do. Yeah. We do. But we also know how much offensive linemen costs on the open market. Yes. Versus running backs, or you know, it's like. But but Pierre, it's who's, luxury. Who's who's guaranteed to make you a, fo- a better football team right now? Maybe for one or two years. But the, like, the guard from the guard the guard from you Florida. You talked about Saquon. You talked about Saquon. We talked about McCaffrey. Those yeah. guys have had injury issues in their career. I get that. They've had issues where, like, people were saying to the Giants, like, could Saquon potentially be a bust, like in the beginning of his career? Remember that. Like, well, I, I still, I would still high. never take Saquon Barkley number two. I, I, I get that, Pierre. But who is who is guaranteed to make you a better football player offensively? The guard from Florida or or, or B. John Robinson? I'm not saying guard. I'm just talking about like in general. I'm like, just saying any, any guard in this draft or B. John Robinson. Who's guaranteed to make you a better football player next year? I don't know. Who is guaranteed to make you have a better shot to win a Super Bowl next year? Why is Bijan guaranteed to make me a better football team automatically? Because he's a day one. I, I, I think, I think offensive. I think, I think he's the safest player in this draft class 
to be productive and play at a high level at any player in this draft. I think it's B. John Robinson. Yeah, I think he's I'm a day one starter with, with running backs because they get hurt a lot, man. I don't know. I, I get that. I get that. And, and like but I yeah, said, if we're talking about like he's healthy and good, I think I think on offense it's him and the two quarterbacks. Huh? And oh, this draft, like, you're, you're and this draft, the, the safest players in this draft, the safest players, players in this draft. I wouldn't, I wouldn't even NJS ten. I, I think those I are the best. Even, I wouldn't even players. go quarterback. because Quarterbacks are so hit and miss, man. That's a I mean, that's a whole different rabbit. We don't. I'm just talking about like in general. You said who do you think is the most yeah. safest players in the draft? The safest players to play at a to become elite. I think position. it's four players honestly that are like the safest to me. I haven't really looked at the tackles as much because he's one of them, though, right? I think he's one of them. Okay. I think JSN is another that's, one. And well, I think that's the okay. Two JSN two quarterbacks. That's not part of this. Just yeah, I think he's one of those guys. Yeah, but again, like. This, this is all about this, is, and Pierre, we, we get you. If this was the Detroit Lions two years ago, we won't be looking at B. John Robinson. We won't no, be no, talking I, about I get B. John it. Robinson. Like Malcolm, I said I'd be fine with it, but it's yeah. like not my first time. Like if Brad Holmes took him, like Tyler said, I'd be like okay, but I'd be like holy shit. No, you need to, you. What you need to say is, oh shit, we're going all in. That's what yeah. you need to say. Oh yeah, yeah. We if know, he said, if, he did, if, he, if we select B. John, you, you, everybody actually need to be, oh shit, we're going all in. Yeah, because that, right. that's what this move tells me. This move tells me, you know, I, I don't let's get a Super Bowl next season. He's worried about next season right now. <laughs> let's get Super Bowl next season. What happens down the line, we'll worry about it when it happens. If he has an injury history down the line or he, he doesn't let's get let's get a healthy Bijan going in next season. Let, let's let's get the Super Bowl and let's get things rolling. Yeah. That's that's how I look at that pick. If they were to select him at 18, that's how I look at it. All right. I'm going to be the responsible one here. That was a great discussion right there. I love that little debate, but we have to move on. We, we'll talk about <laughs> Absolutely. Things. No, you made great points, too. You made great points. Great point. No, oh, that was, I, I, wait, I didn't realize the time. Oh, yeah, no, I think no. both sides made great points. Both sides made great points. I loved it. I'm going to be the responsible one here, though. We're moving on to pick 48 here. Let's hear it. Fear, who do you got here? Pick 48. I'm taking one of the best guards in this draft, and the Steve Avila. Avila. I don't know how to say his last name, man. TCU, right? Yeah, he's one of the best guards in this league. And the, the Lions, obviously, they have Big V. They have Graham Glasgow, but that's only one year. They don't have nothing after that. And I think this is a guy who actually could come in and start over those guys. Okay. And yeah. Jonah Jackson, I mean, I don't know if you guys see what guards are getting. We talked I don't, about that, you know, in the two episodes. Yeah, in general, I, I don't know if you could pay everyone on the O-line. So, like, he could potentially replace Jonah as well. So, Yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah, I, I think taking a guard here makes a lot of sense. I think Jonah's still here regardless. I, I understand that they're getting paid a lot, but yeah, I, I, even the other side, there is no long-term jeopardy there with Glasgow getting only a one-year deal and only making 4.5. And then you have Big V who's expandable, right? Like they, they could move off of him. He's, he's not going to even be here next year. I mean, he'll be, he'll be a free agent. They could bring him back hypothetically, but he's not under contract. So um, yeah, I think it makes sense, especially with how pricey your offensive line is already. I think it makes sense to get a young garden and you groom him and then potentially be your starter maybe as early as this upcoming season or for sure in 2024. So I, I like that pick there. Also has a top, um, fuck, what do they call it? Top 30 visit, I believe, with the team. With the Lions, yes. Does, he does. does he, he did. Yeah, he did. Okay, yeah, he did. Yeah. You know, the guard position, that that's 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 another hole that we're – a lot of question marks that we have um, in that guard position. Is it going to be Big V? Um, you know, is it going to be um, the guy who – Graham. <laughs> yeah, is it going to be um, – you know, is it gonna be Graham? Is it is he gonna be the guard? But um, I, I think you know he he gives a guy those guys a um good competition. Yeah, and we'll see you know, who who'll be the best man for that position for that that starting job. So I I, I wouldn't mind them going guard here. Yeah, I say Pierce mocks all future though right now. <laughs> no, I think he could come in and He's start so right futuristic. away, bro. I think he's going to start right away. I mean, Pierce is all. I mean, it's all guys like better not guarantee day one starters. I would say though. I, I, no, to be honest with you, if they do, if they draft Witherspoon, I, I do see him beating Man Mosley for his job. I think it's a competition. I don't think it's a guarantee. It, it's, yeah, not guaranteed. No, definitely not guaranteed. But I think that at the end of the day, at the, at the end of the competition, I think he, he he's just he's. I think he'd be favored if you take him at six. He'd be probably favored to win that job. They won't so hand physical. it to him. He's he's so fun to watch. But I don't want to get off topic. Yeah. So I don't know. No, but I. I yeah, that's interesting. Okay. Uh, Vila, uh, uh, pick 48. With yep. my pick 48, I took I'm, – I'm sticking with my with my, my trend, taking the, the trenches, 
I'm sticking on the defense side of the ball as well. I'm taking Mozzie Smith from Michigan. Again, just defensive tackle depth. You know, we got Jalen Carter in the last mock. That would be great, but we didn't get Jalen Carter in this one. And I mentioned the versatility with Tyree Wilson. You could put him in that three tech, but that's not necessarily where you're going to have him playing three downs. I think Mozzie Smith is a true defensive tackle. Uh, he could be your first, second down defensive tackle to go alongside Aleem McNeil. You brought Isaiah Bugs in. I think you bring in a guy like Mozzie, it limits Isaiah Bugs' role. And I think Brad Holmes even said that, like, Isaiah Bugs should not be playing as much as he did last year. Good football player, but should not be playing as much as he did last year. So you definitely need to get a defensive tackle here. And I think Mozzie Smith is a guy that's obviously shown a lot of uh, impact. He's athletic, and he's a big boy to go alongside McNeil. So I, I picked Mozzie Smith here at pick 48. Solid move, man. I like it. No complaints here. I love Mozzie Smith. So can never have enough trench players, like I said. Yep, never have I agree enough trench, trench players, man. Yeah, absolutely, man. Yep. Malcolm, what do you got here? For All right, man. So I actually went the Pierre route on this one. Future? <laughs> I went for the future, man. And I just it's going to be in the cornerback position. I think this I think this guy is very talented and he has elite traits. Talking about speed, um, instincts. The only knock on him is that this brother is 166 pounds. <laughs> I'm talking about Emmanuel Forbes. Um, I do. I'm selecting Emmanuel Forbes, and I'm I'm having him as my project cornerback that I'm just selecting here. Um, I will need him to gain some weight. He will need to get a, at least, you know, at least sixteen. You know, 16, 17 pounds. If you get him in the, like the one eighties. I'll be more comfortable with him playing because he. I, I would want him to be more physical and make more tackles. But I mean, he ran like a four three five um, in his combine, um, which is that, that that stuff that I know that he can you know keep up with you know the faster receivers in the leagues and stuff like that. So that, that's a huge plus. Uh, we just need him to gain weight. But he's a phenomenal player. Last season um, in college, he had six interceptions. Um, yeah, man, I, I love him as a player. He just seems to gain weight. Yeah, I mean, makes sense. Taking a future player at that point, taking a corner, have some depth, doesn't necessarily have to play day one. I don't hate it. He has the speed, obviously, so we know that. So I, I, w- I would not hate that at all. All right, we got... Second second round pick, fifty five. Yeah, okay. Pierre, who do you have here? Pick fifty five. I'm sticking with the trenches. I'm going with Keanu Benson. Tyler, basically the same reasons what you said about Mozzie Smith. I think they're I think they're similar players. Um, but just uh, if you guys listen to Benson talking during the comment, he's like great like a million times. So I mean, he, he's a fit. <laughs> he, he feels a need. I'm being serious. He, he's a fit. He, he fits the culture. Like he literally said, "Great a million times in this combine interview." Go watch it. Like I got, I got to watch it. I didn't even notice that, man. He probably said it five or six times. No cap. Like some, I forgot <laughs> the exact number, but he's he, he kept saying grit. And I mean, we know what. Literally, lions have grit all over their building everywhere. So he, he, he gives us a sign. He's a big fucker next to Lee McNeil. Remember, I used to call those guys the big fuckers, Snacks and Aishon. Aishon, yeah. Aleem and uh, Keanu Benson or Aleem and Mazi Smith. Those are my big fuckers. I like but it. Good luck running up the middle with those guys there. That's all I got to say. I like it. Never have enough of them. Never have enough of them. So, I like it. Yeah, I still win trenches. Maybe you not as early as you, but I, did two, I took two trench guys. Let's go. Yeah, Peter likes That's the sexy Peter for mixing it up, man. Let's go. Peter took two DBs. Likes those sexy positions. I like. I like. Give me the big boys. <laughs> no, I love. I love corners, man. I, I'm a fan of corners. I know. Well, I don't think it's a secret. I took a corner here, and this is a guy that I don't think you guys are necessarily gonna love because didn't have the greatest combine. It's Eli Ricks out of Alabama. Um, he's six two, one hundred eighty eight I like. The development here as this guy's a developmental guy just because he's a physical corner comes from the SCC. Um, I know he ran a four six, which is, is I know it's nasty. Ooh. I know it's nasty, Ooh. but he's a physical corner. He shows it on the tape that he could, you know, he could jam receivers. They obviously love to play that man coverage. I know you need speed for that man coverage and that four six isn't sexy, but to develop him, 
has the has the physical ability, has the frame. I, I think I think he could I think he could be a good player here. Good cornerback four behind uh, Jacobs, and you know you could develop him throughout the year, and then maybe he could be a guy for you in the future. Oof. Oof. I know it's not sexy. It, it, it's, it's not that man. I just, I just I personally have a rule. I have a rule like if if you're a corner and you're going to be playing a lot of man coverage, I I put like a cap on on, on like the forty time. I put like you know I would say like maybe like a four or five two would be like the max that I'll look at a corner to go into a scheme where they're playing you know primarily man coverage. Um, he could probably work if he move him to the nickel um, or in a zone team. I, I just wouldn't want him playing outside. I just just personally wouldn't want him outside. That's. That he he, yeah, he really messed up at forty time on that one, but it, it all depends on where he goes and the system that he that he's in. I think he still could be good. I'm not saying he's trash or he's not good. I just wouldn't want him because they, here we run a lot of man. We run so much man. I mean, I'm not sure how much you're gonna mix it up next year because we have so many options and can do so much next year. But I just I just, I still think they still they stick with that philosophy of just playing man coverage. Yeah. I have a D3 grade on him. I'm not a fan of this pick. I don't even like him for the Lions. I'm being honest, Tyler. Sure. Um, I don't like Eli Ricks as a player. Okay. Um, no, I, mean, his, I mean, his athleticism and all that, like in the scheme, it doesn't like if he goes to like a, like a heavy zone coverage, like fourth or fifth round, even the second round is too early, I think, for Eli Ricks. I just like the the, the build here. I, I think the players there, I know the speed isn't there necessarily, but – I don't know. I think he's a physical corner. Played in the SEC. We played well in the SEC. Um, I don't know. Chase Tabor also played well in the SEC. How did that go? He did. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. He's Tabor is still in the goddamn league. Okay. Yes. I'm yep. just, bro. Like, he's still here. I don't. Need, I don't need to be rude or anything, Tyler. It's just I'm not a fan of this, bro. <laughs> this is the like, first like, one I didn't like. Really like. Like, like, I, I, said, like I, I said, I don't get damn. I don't. This not me. I'm not offended. I don't give a damn. No, I'm just saying, like I don't. I don't like this pick at all. No, I mean, all I said, like as far as like when you're when you're going to a team that's play primarily man, I just put that cap. Yeah. Like if they run over a four a four five two, I don't even look at them as as far as uh, a potential player coming in. Now, if they're gonna come in and play nickel, that's different. I think they could they could survive with the lower forty playing nickel, but. Not outside. I'm going to be honest. If if they took Eli Ricks in the second, it would remind me of Tavaya Taper in the second. I, no. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't like no, him, no, 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 no. Don't do that. That's not July and Tavaya. That's not fair. That, 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 yeah, because first of all, <laughs> you said I you, I, I we didn't know, who, we didn't know I, who the hell he was. Welcome, but I'm just saying, like, I have like a day three grade on the guy, and I don't like him that much. So and I, I get that. I but if you say T's Tabor, I'll give it to you. You cannot okay, say T's Okay, T's Tabor. You can say T's Tabor. Because that that makes more sense. That's what I get from him. I get like T's like on on this Lions team. Maybe he could probably succeed with a zone team or whatever. But I, I, I think he will succeed on his zone team. I just don't think a, a team playing primar- primarily man is going to draft him. That wouldn't make yeah. it wouldn't make sense. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's fair. I, I'm not I'm not I'm not going to defend Eli Ricks. To the, to the, <laughs> <laughs> I like no, the guy. But, I like the build. I understand the concerns though. Yeah. His only concern is just speed. I mean, did he run a pro day? Did he, did he fix that four six speed? That's a good did he question. Fix that that time. So I'll put it right I here. hope so. I'll I pull mean, it up for you right here. Okay, that's not good. I mean, okay, he ran a four six. Uh, he didn't run a forty at his pro day. That was that was, that, that was a mistake. Well, he probably felt like that he could have gotten slower, and that, that if that would have happened, that would have been a huge red flag. Yeah, it says this was according to Jordan uh, Reed. It says Eli uh, Eli Ricks will not run a forty nor work out until his. Oh wait, wait, no, that's that's that's, that's wrong. Hold up. So he did run. A, I should have been more prepared for this. I should have looked at this. <laughs> Would you run Tyler? I don't know. I, I I really don't know. It's okay. I mean, I have his like his combine numbers are up. He had a five hundred three RAS. It's like whatever. Yeah, average athlete. Nothing special, and I like the way that Holmes drafts. He, he drafts athletes. So I, I just, I don't know. Hopefully, he works out. Not here. Um, I don't think they're going to draft him. But hope, wherever he goes, hopefully, he works out. 
Okay. I, maybe – don't quote me. I i don't know. This 4-6 might have been his pro day, actually. I don't know if he participated at the combine, but this is bad. This is bad. I don't know. I should have done more research, honestly. It's all right. It's all right. I'm We're not going to lie. I'm not going to okay. lie. It's, hey, bro, it's okay, man. I'm not going to lie. So <laughs> – I'm not gonna act like I know. Everybody, everybody, this is like, oh, that we're gonna give Tyler an F grade on that one. Yeah, you know what? That's actually very fair, guys. If you guys want to do that, you know, I'm not gonna even give you guys. Or if you guys oh, want to give me man. shit for this pick, give me shit for it. Ah, uh, no. Move on. All right, where's the pick? Anyone? Uh, let's go, Pierre. Or no, wait, Malcolm's guy. I'm off. Right you like Rick's threw me it, off, Pierre. Yeah. Malcolm, what's your? Pick? I'm going on mute. Go okay, ahead. so I really attended to make this this mark different. But I was so stuck on who's same. Was, see, like, and see where this landed me. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I mean, I was like, you know what? F it. You know, um, I selected him last draft. I actually selected him at forty eight last time. Um, but this, this, this draft, I'm selecting him at um fifty five. I'm going Sam Laporta, um, the tight end from Iowa. Um, nothing different from what I said. I think that he could come in and um compete with the guys that are there right now. He may be favored to win the starting role. Um. So, I think this this is still uh, a weak hole in our in our positions right now. I think that's one of our weakest links is the tight end position. And I think you draft Sam Sam Laporta, and he makes that that room better. So I'm going with Sam Laporta again. I actually remember. I don't know. I think I said I wasn't like crazy about that pick. I think I was. I forgot exactly what I said, but I went back and watched him a little more. And I would be. I think fifty-five is really good value for Sam Laporta. Oh, yeah, I think tough. that late second to mid third. I think that's where he's projected to go. And I think that's like great value. And Iowa tight ends have been really good, like George Kittle, you know, uh, Hawkinson, Noah Fant, Hawkinson. They they produce tight ends, so I would like that. What's your recap right now? So you got Tyree Wilson, Bijan, is it Forbes, and then Laporta. Is that what it was? You're on. Yeah, that's what he had. Yeah, he's on mute. <laughs> You're on mute, buddy. Oh my bad, man. Yes, that's exactly who I have, man. <laughs> okay, and then Peter, you have Weatherspoon, Branch. Who'd you take at forty-eight? And I forgot. Avila and Benson. Benson. Okay, and then I have Wilson, Washington, Darnell Washington, and I took. Uh, who did take a 55? Mozzie Smith. Awesome. God damn, I'm off. Right and then now. Eli Ricks. And Eli Ricks. Okay. So we're going to pick 81. Shit. That whole Eli Ricks picked fucked Eli up, Ricks man. fucked my head up, man. And it's late. <laughs> it's late yeah, now. it's getting a little late. We're, we're recording late today. <laughs> All right. Let's, let's wrap this up. Pick 81. What do you got here, Pierre? Um, I'm not going to explain this. Xavier Hutchins, same as last time. Great run, great route runner. Contract the deep ball. I think he would take Marvin Jones' job from him, honestly. I think he's wide receiver three on this team. So. Yeah, yeah. I, I I made the same pick too for me as well. Took a receiver. I pick eighty one. Took At Perry again, a guy who I think could compete for that wide receiver three spot. Doesn't actually have to be at day one, but big physical receiver, six three, hundred ninety eight pounds. Um, so I, I went with At Perry again. Um, I went with a quarterback here at eighty one. I went Tanner McKee um, from Stanford. I think he's gonna be a guy that could come in and be can. can Push um, Nate Sudfield for a job as far as the backup that backup quarterback position. Um, so that's why I dropped. I dropped him for for a backup role. Does that change if they send Bridgewater? That does change if we try to Bridgewater. At that point, we don't need a you don't need a backup. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely, that changes if we if we um, sign Bridgewater. Okay. All right. Well, that's a wrap, right? That's, that's yes, all we sir. have. Yes, all right. Sir. Let's all quickly re, uh, recap our, our mocks and we'll get out of here. So, Pierre, you want to go ahead? Yeah, Devon Witherspoon, uh, Brian Branch, Steve Avila or Avila, I don't say his last name, uh, Keanu Benton, and then Xavier Hutchinson. Okay. And then I had Tyree Wilson, Darnell Washington, Mozzie Smith, Eli Ricks, A.T. Pair. All right. And I have, um, I have Tyree Wilson, uh, B. John Robinson. I have Emmanuel Forbes. I have Sam Laporta. And at 81, I have Tanner McKee. Okay. Stanford quarterback. All right. That's going to be a wrap to this episode. Hope you guys 
all enjoyed. You guys could choose your favorite mock by tweeting at us, DMing us. I probably lost all my credibility with Eli Ricks, I feel like. But we're going to still try to get this dub at the end of the day. Um, that's all I have for you guys. Hope you guys all enjoyed. If you can leave a five-star review, it's always much appreciated. And I'm out, guys. Peace. All right, guys. I'm out. Peace. All right, y'all. It's your boy Malcolm, and I am out. Peace. <laughs>